All right, let's read the verses here. We'll get started. I'll figure out the technical aspects of this later in time. All right, uh, reading Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. And it reads as follows. If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. All right, let's pray before we get into today's message. Dear God, thank you for gathering us here in your house today to hear your word, to hear your message, be this congregation as, um, you know, it tries to hear your word, learn your word, get your message, all those good things, Lord. We want to be a church that is always, you know, striving to do your will, to learn your message, all those good things. So right now, we pray that you bless this time, bless me as I try to speak your word. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as we start today, believe it or not, this is the first time you hear me speak this decade, as the old saying goes, right? We start a new decade, new year. This is the first time you heard me speak in the second half, due to whatever reason. It's already February, believe it or not, right? Where does the time go, as the old saying goes, right? Where does the time go? I mean, when Melvin spoke for the first time this year, he brought up a lot of stuff when he was thinking about the past 10 years, right? The people that got saved in the past 10 years. The changes over the last 10 years, right? He's talking about some of the sports things, right? Like at the start of 2010, we know that the Giants had won, San Francisco Giants had won zero World Series titles, right? By the end, they had three, the most of any team of that uh, era, in that decade, right? Same thing with the Warriors, right? The Warriors had one title. At, at the time of 2010, by the, uh, by the end, the, the, big, the, the Golden State Warriors, that is, by the end, they had three more, right? And they were the most of the decade. So Melvin mentioned some of this stuff, right? And I'm about, he mentioned the 49ers, too. Can you believe how far they came? They're going to play in the Super Bowl this afternoon, right? You guys will all be watching the 49ers, rooting for them. Can you believe that 10 years ago, who was the coach of the 49ers? Mike Singletary, right? And the 49ers would go on to go 6-10. and 10. The coach would not even survive the entire season. He'd get fired. And look at them now, right? Ten years later, they're being the Super Bowl of all things, right? Well, that's a big change. I think about my own life, right? Ten years ago, ten years ago, way back in 2010, I had zero kids. In fact, some of you guys in the audience, maybe you guys also had zero kids back then. Now I cannot think of my life before kids now. Now it's just like all consuming. Kids are like everything, right? But back then, it seemed like, oh, normal. Now, it's totally different, right? So, you know, just looking back at it, I just think, boy, there's so many different things. You know, 2010 versus 2020, how different is it? So, you remember last time, we had the exciting 40th anniversary quiz, which you guys are all excited by. So I decided this time we're going to have the 2010 quiz, right? So if you have your phone, you type in this code, 179600, and then you can participate in the exciting quiz. Now this time should be easier, right? Because 10 years ago, all of you guys were alive. When we did the 40th anniversary quiz, Many of you guys were not alive in 1979, and of course it's going to be hard. This, everyone was alive, right? Everyone knows, right? 
How can you remember, not remember stuff that happened just 10 years ago? We'll find out who is like the expert of the 10 years ago, right now, with the quiz, right? So our first question was, answer fast to get more points, as usual, right? Who was the 2010 NBA Finals MVP? And the answer that most people got, Kobe Bryant, right? And as you know, Kobe Bryant is not even alive anymore. That's how much time has passed, right? Kobe Bryant was MVP, fast forward 10 years later. Very sad that he and a bunch of people on a helicopter died, right? So, 10 years. What a change. All right. We just had, oh, and let's see who's in first place. Our first place is uh, churchgoer123, all right? All right. Let's hope Toronto virus doesn't win. <laughs> all right, next question. Answer fast and get one point. In the Chinese Zodiac, 2010 was the year of the what? Right, we just had Chinese New Year. Everyone knows their Zodiac, right? This year is the year of the what? It's the year of the rat. But in 2010, do you guys even have any idea? It was the year of the tiger. Tiger. Not many people know their Chinese zodiacs, right? All right. Who was our who was who was our, our expert here? Mr. Uh, well, looks like Dr. Senapi knew that one. But train in first place now. All right. Let me ask you guys this question. Okay. There was a 7.0 earthquake in this country in 2010. It was a huge natural disaster. People have like telethons. Call and donate money for this country. Who are we donating money for? The answer was Haiti. Almost got it right, guys, right? Close, not Japan. Haiti, believe it or not. We used to all care about Haiti. You know, President Clinton was on TV saying donate money and all this kind of stuff like that. Yes, believe it or not. Haiti was a big deal back then. Oh, it is a tie. Was oh, a tie between M.A. and Dr. Sanofi. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> Who was Time's Person of the Year in 2010? 2010. Who are these people? <laughs> Who was the big, the big guy? The big guy back then was, you guys got it right, Mark Zuckerberg, right? Facebook was a big thing back then. Now I ask some of these young people, you know there's young people in my office, receptionist, young guy, ask them what are kids into nowadays? So the Facebook is for old people now, right? <laughs> I'm like an old guy because I use Facebook, right? If they have, I have to get onto these new things like uh, Snapchat or whatever the youngins use nowadays, right? Which I don't understand, right? But back then, Facebook, big deal, right? MA, still doing, still first place. All right, here we go. The next in our quiz. What was the highest grossing film of 2010? Right, if you ask me today, 2020, the number one film would probably be like, uh, what was it? It was either, well, we'll see. We'll see back then. Back then, it was Avatar. Actually, 
Which one was Thor 3? Nowadays you would say it's gotta be like some Avengers or superhero movie, or it's gotta be some like Star Wars movie. But back then, we had real movies, like Toy Story 3, right? It was different back then. Well, M.A. is starting to build a lead here. All right. So we talked about movies. What about TV? What was the number one rated TV show in 2010? Number one rated TV show. Back then, it was... Back then, you guys are right, it was American Idol, a show which no one watches anymore. And I could not believe this, Russ, you know? This show that no one has ever heard of, The Mentalist, was in the top five! You watched The Mentalist? It was a good show, I guess. Nowadays, ratings are meaningless, because what? Everyone watches shows on streaming, right? And there's no ratings for what it was, a top show on Netflix, or Hulu, or Amazon Prime, or whatever. We don't even know how many people watch those shows, right? Because all on streaming. Ratings have no meaning anymore. When I do the 2030 quiz, I probably can't say what's a top rated show anymore, right? But yes, American Idol was a big deal back then. By far the highest rated show. All right. Let's see this one. We're getting near the end of our 2010. Which of these got its start in 2010? These things that are now ubiquitous, like Uber, Apple Watches, TikTok, Instagram. Everyone thought it was Uber. It's actually Instagram, right? Instagram, out of all these things you guys see every single day, you stare at your phone, your watch, your apps. That was started way back when in the dark ages, right? 2010. All right. I think the next one, is our last question. And our last question, I think, is Brian made a special one. Non-multiple choice, right? You had to type your answer, I think, right? In 2010, there's a group consisting of these people who have no idea who they are on the X Factor. This is Brian's question. What is this group? Well, did they get extra time to type the answer? I didn't know that. It was a long one. You have to type the answer. You get extra time. Look at that. That's why we do many of these type the answer books. It takes forever. Multiple guess is a lot easier, right? All right. What is the answer, Mr. Machine? The answer was one direction. All right. Even I didn't know that, right? All right. Let's see who the winner of our quiz is. All right, our big winner is, our big winner is, our leader throughout, M.A. All right, who is M.A.? You get the big, the Mucho Grande prize. Who's M.A.? Raise your hand. No one wants to acknowledge that the winner. Oh, M.A.? No one wants to own up to being M.A. All right. I guess our, our. It's her. It's her. All right. So I looked through my whole briefcase, and this is the best thing I could find. You win two stamps. <laughs> Actual retail cost. 
changing technology. It's all about, about change. I think the pace of change has gone a lot faster, right? Even in 10 years, the things that were, you know, that we thought were, oh, this is the way it is. It changed so fast, right? Look at the technology, right? Look at that list of things. You hear about those things every day, right? Nowadays, people say, oh, you get a Lyft and an Uber every day. Didn't exist 10 years ago, right? People say, oh, do your TikTok or whatever these other things are that I don't understand, right? That's every day now. Back then, did not even exist, right? In 2010, believe it or not, at the start of 2010, I did not even own a smartphone. Maybe many of you guys did not even own a smartphone, right? 2010 was actually the year I bought my very first smartphone. That was uh, the iPhone 4, believe it or not, right? Many, many eons ago, right? I don't even know what number they're up to now, right? It's up to like, what, 11? Is that right? 11 is the iPhone or whatever? I have no idea. Right? And we rely on these things so much, whereas 10 years ago, did not even exist. Just like all the other changes, right? We have changing news cycles, getting faster and faster. Every event now is pumped up on the news. We saw on our list, Mr. Where did, where did Mr. Coronavirus find? Well, they didn't make the top 10, right? But um, you know, you hear about now, coronavirus. This is the biggest news ever, the biggest thing ever. We ought to be scared about it. We're rushing out to buy our face masks and all these things, right? More things to be scared of, more things to be worried. The culture changing so fast. 10 years ago, no one ever heard of something like Me Too, right? Now, everywhere you go, oh, you know about Me Too and about all these things that people even think about. 10 years ago about what about our transgender rights and all these other things, right? Change, change, change. Constant change. In the meanwhile, as time passes, all this stuff is changing, we gotta deal with it, and our life gets more complicated too, right? It's rare that anyone's life gets simpler it always gets more complicated with more things to do, more things to worry about. You know, college people, once upon a time when I was in college, people, I used to think like this, right? And maybe you guys think like this now because you're college and you're uneducated, right? You think, oh, college is tough, right? You gotta go to class, you gotta study, you have homework. Won't life be great when you graduate college, you get a job, you don't have any more homework, Right? You don't have to worry about tests. Life is easy, right? That's what I used to think way back when, when I was in uh, college, right? And maybe some of you guys, college people, think that too. Won't life be easy? I get a job and life moves on. We don't know the answer. All of us are adults, we know. It did not get any easier, right? What happened? You graduated, you get a job, and you got more and more things to worry about, right? You worry about how do I pay my bills, right? You worry about how do I uh, feed myself and take care of myself, right? I don't have a dorm anymore. I don't have a uh, dining common to eat out of, right? You have to worry about how do I pay for my car, my gas, my insurance, my house, all these different things, right? How do I save up for a house? How do I save up for getting married? 
How do I deal with my kids? More and more and more things to do and always less and less time to do them. That this seems to be the way of the world, right? Think about this way, think about this way. Let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you, on a typical day, what do you do before noon, right? Just an average person. What do you got? You guys are all the average folks here. What do you guys do before 12 o'clock on an average day, right? You guys type up your stuff. Right? Just even before 12 o'clock. That's not a lot of time, right? You wake up in the morning, you go till noon. What do we get here? So, you guys do stuff like this. Oh, let's see what the answers are here, right? Some of you guys are asleep, right? Then, you gotta wake up, go to the bathroom, eat breakfast, you brush your teeth, you get on the bus or you drive, right? You do all these type of things, right? If you're like me, you gotta do all these things, right? Also have to take care of the kids, make sure the kids brush their teeth, make sure the kids eat breakfast, drive the kids to school, right? Make sure the kids go to the bathroom, then you go to work, and in the morning, there's already a million things to do, right? First thing you do, you check your email, right? Oh. See all the emails from the last day, then you check your personal email too to make sure no one emailed you on that, right? You're doing a million different things, and it's not even lunchtime yet, right? That's how I feel every day, right? Like, you get up and like, bang, it's like, time to go, time to work, time to do all these things. And you notice, you notice, out of all these lists that we're thinking about, all our daily tasks and all these things, somewhere in there, we've got to fit God in the picture, right? All these things are important, right? It's very important that we make sure that we, you know, brush our teeth and take care of the kids, feed the cat, walk the dogs, go to work, all those type of things, very important. But also somewhere in there, isn't God important too, right? How do we find the balance between all these things? How do we manage all these things with life getting crazier? Try to keep up with all these different pressures. It's not easy, right? It's not easy. And that's the topic, and you know, this is just kind of introduction. You're gonna hear part two and part three later on about what we're gonna talk about the next few times. How do we manage this? How do we balance this? How do we find the thing that makes us, you know, fit into this picture correctly, right? Because we want to change. We want to do better every year, right? Right? Every year, people do things like this. People make like New Year's resolutions, right? You guys make New Year's resolutions too. And think about things like this, right? How would you rank the importance of these resolutions, right? What do you guys think? When you say, oh, I'm gonna make a New Year's resolution, I'm gonna do stuff, right? I'm gonna do, like, be healthier, lose weight, and do all these things, right? We care about it. We wanna make sure we do these things to improve ourselves. But guess what? A lot of people don't keep their resolutions, right? They fail every year, right? Everyone always says stuff like this, right? Oh, I'm gonna, like, this is the way you guys make them, right? I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna reduce my stress. I'm gonna exercise more and do all these things. And somewhere in there is this thing, right? Focus on my spiritual growth. Not, you know, not easy. 
when you care about all these different things. Like for me, I always try to do stuff like be healthier. I try to save, oh, you guys rank this very low. I care about this a lot. I need money. I need to, you know, make sure my budget is okay. This is the thing that people worry about. People think about all the time. How do we do this? How do we want to do all these things, right? How do we get it all done? Well, God gives us an answer of how do we manage our lives in a good way. Look at the verse that we read at the start. Colossians 3.1 says this. If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Now, I'll read you this verse, too. We talk about this verse a lot over the next couple of times. 1 Corinthians 4.2 says this. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. You see, here's the thing. Before we can talk about how we can go about fixing our lives and managing our priorities and making sure that we are eating healthy, losing weight, growing as Christians, saving money, spending it wisely, all those type of things, we've got to get the right approach. We've got to start with the right mindset. You see, here's the thing we have to know. And here's the thing we're going to talk about over the next weeks and weeks and weeks, which is God has the answer for all this. He has the direction, the guidebook for us to figure out how do we figure out well, how do we prioritize things? How do we handle our money? How do we handle the stress in our life? But before we can do that and take that advice, we have to make sure that we're on the right solid foundation and we approach it with the right mindset. You see, the idea is this. The idea is that we have to think of ourselves not as I'm trying to figure out my way in earth and trying to figure out how to manage all the stress. It's that we have to think about how are we going to act as citizens of heaven? You see, here's the thing that we forget all the time. We're, we're running around on earth trying to do all these earthly things, but our true citizenship is the citizenship of heaven. It says in Colossians 1, verse 12 and 13, it says this, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated unto where? The kingdom of his dear son. You see, when we're saved, we're not part of the world anymore. We still live in the world, we're actually part of Jesus' kingdom. And we have to live like we're in Jesus' kingdom. And we have to have the thought of the people who are in Jesus' kingdom. It's just like when you become an American citizen. Some of you guys weren't born in the United States, right? You became American citizens. You learned all about what it means to be an American, right? Learn about freedom and liberty. All these American ideas. Well, there's also Christian citizenship ideas. When you become a Christian, there's certain ideas that are foundational. And the number one foundational thing we have is our faith. And that's the answer. Do a shortcut to the end of the series of messages. The shortcut, the answer, how do we manage our lives? How do we handle all this? We handle it with faith. And it makes sense, right? Our salvation is based on faith. Is it not? Likewise, our lives should be based on faith. When we have faith as our guidepost, that informs what our values are. When we inform what our values are with faith, that informs what our choices are. And when we make the right choices, that builds our character 
to help us manage our life. What do we make, what do we make of this? Okay, give me an example. Quick example. For example, we, our faith is based on his word, the Bible. We learn his word. We know what it's about. Sometimes it's obvious. It's just like, thou shalt not kill. Well, that'll help you figure out what to do in those situations. Don't kill anybody, right? But there's a lot of stuff, as we know, that's not in the Bible, right? That's not in the Bible that we don't know. But we use our faith as our guide to kind of figure it out, right? To figure out what's, you know, what's out there, right? I'll give you an example. Something like smoking. There's no thou shalt not smoke in the Bible, right? But we know this. We know in our faith. It's an important part of our faith to have good testimony, right? So we say, how can I have the best testimony? What choice can I make that gives a good testimony to other people, right? Is it a good testimony to do stuff like smoke cigarettes and cause uh, carcinogens to spit out in the air and kill people? The answer is no, right? So you make that choice that you think is consistent with what God wants. And you say, no, I'm not going to smoke these cigarettes, right? And you apply that same logic to other choices, right? I'm not going to smoke this marijuana, even though there's no thou shalt not smoke marijuana. You make that same logic. You have the same values. You don't make the same choice. And as you do that, you get to have a certain character, right? And that's the way we guide our lives as Christians. This is the short conversion. Look at the world. What do they value? They don't value testimony and godliness. They value things like money, right? They value things like fame. And so the choices they make will go along those lines. So they say, oh, if I'm gonna, am I going to sell these cigarettes to other people? Well, I value money, right? Therefore, I can make a lot of money selling cigarettes. The choice I'm going to make is I'm going to sell the cigarettes, and I'm going to make a lot of money. That's what I care about. I don't care about people get sick and they get cancer and they die or whatever. Right? Money is more important. I care about fame, right? And being cool. So everyone cool is smoking this marijuana. So my uh, analysis, my values tell me the right choice to make is I need to smoke the marijuana too so I can be cool like all the famous people. And therefore, I make that choice. That's the value of the world. That's what I follow. So we can get our minds right first. We can't follow the world's value. If we do that, that all the advice I'm going to give out, all the stuff we're going to say in the Bible is meaningless because your value already is in the wrong place. We're going to put our value, our trust in faith, in our faith, in our word of God, in our God. When we have faith, it will help us submit to God, to be a good steward for God. We'll talk a lot about that word, steward, to help us manage our life according to God. For the Christian Worship is co-extensive with life. Life is already an extension, an expression of worship. It should be one and the same. Our faith should be part of our life. Our life should be our faith. And that's how we manage life. We'll talk more about it next time, the time after. But right now, we're going to pray. Dear God, thank you for this time here to reflect back on the past couple of decades and all the changes. Lord, life's getting harder. Life's getting more complicated. Lord, we ask you to help us. Guide us through all this and make it so that we can do the best we can for you to be faithful servants for you, to live our lives according to our faith. Be with us as we continue this study to learn more about how our faith informs our choices, our decisions, and please help everyone here to have the right value to get us started on that path. 
I'm going to pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.